Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box football podcast. Is La Liga dead? That's obviously quite extreme language and the short answer is no. But the pandemic has created a financial crisis in Spanish football, most notably for Barcelona. And we're discussing whether the league is in danger of going the way of Serie A, which, let's not forget, used to be the strongest and most competitive league in the world 20 years ago. Are we in danger of being left with only one strong league, the Premier League? Or the Super League, perhaps? I'm your host, Harry Brent. I wanted to um, ask you guys, so with obviously the, me- the, the Messi leaving Barca and the whole situation with with Barcelona, which seems to have, you know, Real Madrid seem to be in a similar sort of financial black hole. Um, Ro, you you put it in the group, but this idea that is La Liga dead? Mm. Now, I don't want to necessarily pose that as a question because I don't think that's technically true. But are we in a really serious danger now of, a, of having a situation where the Premier League is the only strong league? Because obviously, when when we were growing up, it was that was the there were three big leagues. It was Italy, Spain, and England. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you had you had a, a, you know good German teams, but it but it it wasn't quite. And then obviously, the the um, after the scandal in Italy, the Serie A fell fell apart. Calciopoli. And, and hasn't really recovered. I know um, it seemed to be making a, some sort of comeback with you know Inter, Inter got better, Juventus got a bit less dominating. Obviously, Inter won the league. And you had, mm. you know, Napoli and... AC Milan is picking up the pieces yeah, a exactly. bit more. But that, but that now seems to be turning off. I mean, look at Inter. They've lost Lukaku. They've lost Conti, Hakimi. They're the champions. So About to lose Martinez. Yeah, yeah. So you just wonder now, is um, are, we, are we now in a, in a really difficult situation where we, we could just be left with the Premier League? Like, like could, could the Spanish League... Go the same way as Syria suffer suffer because because if they lo- if they lose money, which is you know, it will become a situation where the top players will not go there, despite well, whatever reputation Barcelona and Real Madrid have. I think for if anything, it's it's exciting for some of the teams mid table to lower table for the Premier League because then it means that you know the attraction towards the English league is far greater than most others. But the only downside of that is when you've got a team like PSG that are obviously monopolized, they've monopolized like their league. Yeah. You know, with this thing with Messi and whatnot, this could be a massive amount of attention investment into the league, which could then get filtered down to the smaller, smaller teams. And then again, rather than going to the Premier League where there's a lot more competition, some of these players could potentially go to the French league. And then the French league could but it, no longer be a farmers league, as you said there. Like you have the, the situations in the other. So you've got two leagues that have no money, La Liga and Italy, mm-hmm. and then you've got Spain and Germany. Sorry, Spain and Germany, France and Germany, who are dominated by one. T- I mean, I've, I've, I don't know if you guys have seen, but Bayern Munich have now, in, in, you know, announced their intention to sign Haaland. They're at it again. They're just they're just going to buy all the players that, that that potentially pose any sort of threat to them. I mean, whether or not it happens, it remains to be seen. It will happen next year if it does. But, but I just, I, I, I don't think West Ham being able to sign players that Real Madrid want is ever a good thing. Nothing against West Ham, but like, I, not I, I, know, I, I know what you mean, Ro, about like, oh, it's great that maybe this is a chance <laughs> for the mid-table time. But if we just become, oh, football just becomes the Premier League is the only league. That's not, that's not good for anyone. It's not good for. It's probably great for Premier League fans. 
but that's that's it's not good for football. Well, that's the case. I disagree. They'd be good for Premier League fans. I mean, you know, competition breeds success at the end of the day. I mean, if you're not, if, if teams are being competitive with you, then you're not really going to improve. And obviously, but you're, but you're, you're with the teams around you. But you're but, improving domestic competition, but completely yeah. eradicating European competition. You're, yeah, that's bad. That, that's sure that's a bad thing like, for anyone, everyone involved. You know what I mean? If if this, so let's say this is true, what you're saying has that let's say the Premier League becomes the only competitive league. Um, does the Super League or European Super League look so bad if that's the case? I would... I mean... I, would, I didn't I'd, think it looked that bad anyway. So let's say... Let's, exactly what you're saying, has. So let's say all French League, Italian League, Spanish League are all dominated by one or two clubs at most. Mm. It's just literally the same old winners all the time. Bayern Munich are winning it, Barcelona, etc. Or they're not as strong. Is the introduction of the European Super League does it not look as bad if that then raises the stakes and raises the raises the reputation back of those once strong leagues? It, 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 I don't think it does. I mean, it, what it does is it I, it will solve the problem in the short term. By 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 getting those oh, but nations, big, yeah. But, but it's a it's a it's a road that you can't turn around on. Once you're there, that's it. Like, mm. I just think back. I mean, in the so it's a whole kind of like fashionable social media thing. People our age who were too young to remember football in the nineties all pretend to love Italia ninety on ITV in the nineties when that was the strongest league and you had six, six or seven teams and uh, you know be, you know being strong there. Gascoigne. Paul Gascoigne, you know, one of the best players in England at the time, went to Lazio. And like now you look at it and 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 you have AC Milan just completely, you know, can't even, you know, signing flipping, um, you know, Kasuki Honda was their best player for a while. AC Milan, it's Matt and Barcelona and Real Madrid will, I feel like there's a chance that if they go that way, all it's going to do is is mean that those those leagues just stay in the doldrums. I you can see now why the Frippin Perez and and Barcelona were so desperate to get the Super League. Because but was that not the point of like the creation of the Champions League and its various iterations <laughs> to get the best leagues, best teams together? And then is and not and I'm obviously not a supporter of the European Super League. I'm just trying to be a bit of devil's advocate. But then is that not just another step in just? weeding out and just picking the best because that's all we care about we don't really care about the group stages of the champions league we care about the latter stages the final eight the last four the final and most of the time apart from obviously the rare odd occasion it is all the big teams that we've named that will be in the european super league that probably would be in the final or the semis or the quarters yeah there's a yeah i mean look there's there's a there's a problem that I can understand why the Super League was proposing to solve. But I remember this thing about we no one cares about the group stage. The fans of the teams that are playing do. And I and I know you go, well, that that's sort of not the point. But like no one, no one other than Chelsea and Brighton fans tune in to Chelsea versus Brighton on a Wednesday evening. <laughs> they don't, unless they've got literally nothing on. But that's the same with like people, you know, I don't I never bought this whole people don't watch the group stage. They do. Not that they don't watch it. They ultimately, ultimately, they especially against the not to be disrespectful, the lower, <coughs> the lower reputated teams. Yeah. We don't, it's more just 
we want to see them because we want to see who's going to win that group. Who's going to, you know, they're going to finish third or fourth. Mm. And that, and couldn't it be that you obviously had the, I guess let's call it the cream of the crop, the European Super League leagues. And then from that, you can then have another league that might include teams from like the Europa League and the rest of the Champions League teams, like the other two teams that make up the last two of the group stage and then make a giant competition for that and mix the two. So they'll still be able to see their team in Europe. They'll still be able to play against, I guess, better opposition, but it just won't be the the best of the best, I guess. Mm. Well, listen, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to bring this on to a, is the Super League a, no, yeah. <clears throat> but but I but you know, I mean look yeah I I think I def I sort of I know what you mean it's not going to it's, it's not it's not <laughs> there are problems it will solve um, and I don't necessarily think that Barcelona and Real Madrid are going to go the way of AC Milan mm. but but I just worry I now given that could you um, see the Premier League potentially investing in other leagues? Ooh. Good question. Mm. I would like, as in cool. like um like an RB Leipzig RB Salzburg kind of yeah. So the fact that Peter the Premier Club kind of thing, the I Premier League, yeah, it's just funding. So the Premier League brings in the obviously the most amount of money out of any league, and obviously looking at how other leagues are struggling, could you see the Premier like investing or giving money? Yeah, like bailing them out. Yeah, and then like Southampton yeah. buying shares in Ren. <laughs> not even and just sending rent <laughs> players on yeah. I'd be all for it they, they've yeah. done that with like like lower lower league teams in England like Premier mm. League teams have, have spent money and, and it, obviously the the idea that they, they then could somehow threaten the initial the um, rich team at some point seems fanciful so it kind of feels like it's a low risk but uh, yeah I, getting rid of Competition is not, you know, even in business generally is not is not a good thing. I'm not a businessman, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it's good for your wallet, yeah, but it's yeah. not it's not good generally. It's not good for the product. It's not good for no because you be, overall you become sloppy. <clears throat> yeah, you know you ain't got that competition, that healthy kind of dose competition that drives you forward. Some not necessarily the motivation there. Um, uh, yeah, I'm interested, Ash, to why you're you'd be so for it for like, you know the Premier League becoming the kind of all-conquering league? Oh, no, I'm not. Oh. No, that's why I, was, I was arguing it'd be terrible. Already. <laughs> it'd be completely terrible. I mean, <clears throat> oh, I thought you said, like, it'd be great if... Uh, the, the, like, the I feel like nothing would change anyway. Even, even were all these good players to want to go to, like, Brighton and, and stuff like that, then the bigger players would still want to go to the bigger Premier League team. The Premier League magnet be yeah. kept exactly the same. I, I mean, mean, nothing would change. What do you get to that? Could you really, even though obviously this is probably the worst state that teams like Barcelona and Real Madrid have ever been in, would would it ever get to that point where a player is like, you know what, I'm going to go to Brighton instead of Madrid? I think, I think so. I think it, if anything, <clears throat> this, this year has highlighted how financially inept a football club actually is. And, yeah. and, 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 and how much profit, like how little profit football clubs actually make, like when they're actually trying to be competitive. So if they they just spend, they spend so much money and everything's a risk. Everything you're spending money on is a risk. And if those risks aren't paying off, then you're suddenly losing so much money and not not really a way to recover it when you can't sell like, you know, tickets to your stadium. 
and and have these pre-season tours in America and China and whatnot. I mean, it just shows how fragile everything is. <coughs> yeah, I, and I, why I, financial fair play is something that must be like <laughs> must be too. a thing. Row. Like it's so important. <laughs> oh, you, you you coming in there, Mister? Ready to splash ninety-seven million on blooming Lukaku? Yeah, we get yeah, we hundred on Grealish. Yeah, look, we just look, we just. We and do I everything. think how many players did you buy last season? Two hundred uh, million pounds worth. But they didn't have a transfer yeah, exactly. ban. We were we were wrong with a transfer ban because we you know. I mean, they did have a transfer. We definitely didn't do anything wrong. To sign three players. <laughs> Signed three players during a transfer ban. But all Are right, you suggesting that we that we have abused the uh, the system because oh, that's so not fair? Um, <laughs> got Tulsic, Kovacic, and who else? Uh, I don't know, those are the only two I could think of when you said three. Um, I don't Wait, who's the first one? Kovacic and Pulisic. Pure, ah, pure sick. Pulisic. 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 it wasn't illegal. We Pulisic signed him before the official ban came in, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, because he was already, wasn't it? Because he was already on your roster, it technically doesn't roster. Um, but yeah, yeah. It was uh, to, buy, to, to, to go back to your question, Dave, about um, will it ever get to a stage where players reject Real Madrid for Brighton? I mean, it might be <laughs> an extreme example, but I think we were already seeing yeah. it. Like, I can't, I can't think of specific players, but but I've definitely known situations where. And I'm, I'll go back to them. Players, players now reject AC Milan in favour of like a mid-table prem move because they know like, that um, Ames Rodriguez to Everton. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that had more to do with Ancelotti than anything. But, I, but yeah, I mean, but and, and Everton have history. But I'm talking like you know, there's this sort of not that West Ham don't have history, but West Ham are not a, a historically dominating yeah. club. They have signed, you know, players that have been linked with European winning European. A European Cup winning European teams, yeah. and um, you know the lure of the of the league is almost because once you're in, you know chances are you'll get as as Ash said you'll get you know moved to a bigger club. I guess that one's tough because they've fallen down in the pecking order not just with regards on the European stage but domestically as well. So I think that's I I would get that if let's say Real Madrid and Barcelona let's say for the next ten years they don't win. La Liga and they keep on coming like fourth or fifth that could get but they're still probably favourites even though and Barca have lost Messi they're probably still favourites for La Liga yeah. imagine Real Madrid maybe Atletico you could argue yes they would they would be because they won it last year but I think until for me until I see that complete decline domestically I would still think that for example a Brazilian wonder kid playing for Sao Paulo would still want to play for Real Madrid as opposed to a Brighton, West Ham or etc. Like those two are still massive, huge clubs historically, economically as they are now. So until like... Where would their agent want them to go? I imagine if it's someone like, I mean, in Brazil, a lot of the time it could be like a family member or so. So they still have that historical tie to Real Madrid and Barcelona. Like maybe like, let's say, like I said, in 20, 30 years maybe it might completely change and Brighton is completely like favourable like transfer for someone like from South America. But for now, I don't think they're in danger just yet. But yeah, they might do if things don't turn around, if things don't change. I mean, I, I know what you mean. It will always be more appealing historically mm. with when clubs have reputation. But like reputation does, can only get you so far. I mean, take Liverpool, for example. Like I know they're, they're back, back, back where they are now. But it's not like Liverpool in the Roy Hodgson days were 
able to bargain their, you know, sort of reference the fact that, well, well not that the fans have any problem referencing it, but they're five, six European Cups to to get players in, you know. I, and I, again, not, not to go back to them, but, you know, AC Milan back in the early noughties, 90s were what we would consider right now, you know, Man City, Liverpool, PSG level, mm. you know. And now there's... <laughs> Now you wouldn't even worry about getting him in the Champions League group. You'd be like, Pfft. I mean, Aston Villa have won a European Cup. Mm. Yeah. Nottingham Forest have, don't they? <clears throat> no. yeah. Not Paul from that, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised if some Brazilian wonder kid knows who Nottingham Forest are. <laughs> but that's but that's what I mean. Nottingham Forest were a great European giant, but their decline was in association with their fall from the Premier League, from the top of their domestic league. So that's my point, that it's not just fair enough they've declined in Europe, but it's not like they're winning um, like Serie A or winning their own division. They're doing really poorly in those divisions, while Real Madrid and Barcelona, A, Real Madrid are funded by the royal family, so no matter what they say, I imagine they'll always have money. Barcelona mm. obviously a story. But until they start declining in their own division they're always going to be appealing. They're always going to be favourable for players and for agents to go to. I think depending on whether or not in the next few seasons with financial fair play, if there's any kind of caps on either wages or agent fees, uh, I think players will be a lot more concerned about their actual performance and career rather than going to like the name of the club or the history of the club. They're going to go somewhere knowing that they can benefit from that experience, knowing that they can make a name for themselves rather than going to a big a big club and, you know, risking it. I think that, you know, with a club like Real Madrid and, and, and Barcelona at the moment, with them being in such, like, financial turmoil, I, I think a lot more players that are wanting to break through could potentially be more concerned about the game time and also the longevity of their career. But at the same time, it's, you know, equally just exciting because with all this that's happening, both teams are going to have to rely on younger players and, you know, a lot of youth. Yeah. So, you know, we, we're saying that they're both in bad positions, but this could only really be for like maybe one or two seasons because these next two seasons, they might um, have a large amount of players come through that help regenerate funds or like the next kind of superstars. So it's, it's just depends on, on your, on, on their outtake really. And, but I think the one thing that both clubs really need to do is nail an idea of where they want to be and how they want to be perceived in the next few seasons. Cause everyone's going to look at them and go, nah, they're, they're in trouble. I guess for me, so so hasn't the Premier League also always historically been the most competitive league? Hmm, I would say so, yeah. No. In the last definitely in the last it was a two horse it was a two horse race. Arsenal or United. When when it used to be like Arsenal, Chelsea, United, even like Liverpool, there was always a Yeah, for for a for a period. I mean, certainly, but but in the nineties, absolutely not. Early north. I mean, it wasn't until really the, the, the billionaires came in and bought Chelsea and City that Properly, I mean, properly. I mean, I, I know you had the period when it was Arsenal, Liverpool in the title race, but Arsenal, Liverpool didn't win a league in that time. They were just in the top four. It was really Chelsea, Man United. It was it was Man United, Arsenal for years, and then yeah. and then and then it was 
I'd take your point up slightly more competitive, but it'd be yeah. really Chelsea, Man United, and then Chelsea, Man United, City. In terms of, and obviously, you know, Liverpool. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, now, now, it's, now it's the most yeah, competitive. In our lifetime, it's been the most competitive. But, it, but Italy, historically, was far more, you know, in the 90s and, and even in the even in the noughties, had three, four or five teams who could win the league every year. I don't, I, you know, I, I know we had a top four for, for a while. But, but anyway, I'm not trying to nitpick too much, but to say historically the Prem has been the most competitive, I don't... I, don't I mean, by historically, I mean... Generally, in our lifetime, in the last 21 years, the turn of the centuries, as we know, it, it's been the most competitive. Yeah, I mean, I think that's got a lot to do with the deal that was made to form the Premier League. More, you know, as 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 much as anything, you know, the, 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 the 1991. I think this is my point that why is it so surprising? I think I think that's why I said it. That, why is it so surprising or why do we see it as a shock that the Premier League is so competitive when it has been for our lifetime? I think that was my point in saying historically or in our lifetime. Because your main point, Paz, was is it a worry that it is seen as the only competitive league? And I was combating that with it has been for us, well, since we've known it anyway. I don't mean the Premier League being the only competitive league in it, you know, within itself. Mm. I mean... Are we now? Uh, that is that. I've got no problem. That's great. That's fantastic. Mm. The problem I have is is that we become the only league that could, that like. So, is the Champions League every year going to be Man City versus Chelsea, Liverpool versus Tottenham? That's the problem. That's when you becomes a problem. It was. I mean, not that it was. I mean, obviously, uh, the- yeah, there was a period. Yeah, but, but but before you you could justify that by saying that those that those teams are just they they don't have great teams or whatever. But this is a financial issue now, where like in Italy, where I'm not because I'm because as you say, teams go up and down. There's always peaks and troughs with how good teams are. And 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 granted, before COVID, Real Madrid and Barcelona were on the downslope anyway. But I think the the fear I have now is that the finance the financial the hell that they found themselves in is going to result in a similar situation to Italy where that league barring Juventus has not been strong for what 15 years now and having come from prior to that been the most competitive league in Europe and the strongest in terms of you know the amount of the, the amount of teams and strength in the Champions League I mean certainly in the 90s maybe less so as you got into the noughties but mm. that's my worry is is the, is the Premier League even competitive <laughs> I mean, yeah. three out of the last four years, City have won it. Like, right. Yeah, but I mean, look at the time, obviously, Liverpool pushed them right to the yeah, end. Yeah, Liverpool pushed them right to the end, and then Liverpool beat them, like, not by much, when Liverpool won it. Yeah, and then they obviously won it. Dominated by Manchester City. Mm. We, There's we just nobody, care, nobody cares enough about them to call it out. No, we don't. We don't live in the days anymore where, where at the start of the year, 12, 13 teams could win it if you had a good season. But I think that right now, if if we're being honest, four or five teams realistically could win the league right now. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying four or five teams will be in a title race. I'm just yeah. saying you wouldn't call me a complete moron to yeah. say that to say that City could win, Chelsea could win, Liverpool could win. Man United could win, and That's then, fine. and then, you know, why not? Yeah. If 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 Arsenal <laughs> re-signed David Luiz, why not? Um, he needs on a free. You know, and and 
Leicester, I suppose, possibly. Yeah, I think could... if, you, if you ask Pep, are City the out and out favourites to win the league? He'll he'll say it probably through for humility's sake, but I think realistically, it's not it's not a clear cut victory for City. There are teams that will completely disrupt that run and will challenge them for the league, compared to, let's say, in France, where even though obviously Lille won it last year and it was a big surprise, every team in France will probably say PSG are going to win it. But in the Premier League, I think there is, like Harry said, there's about three, four that could actually compete and realistically win the Premier League. There's, there's a lot more belief in the Premier League then. Yeah. But, but I, I take your point as that, so last year City ran away with it, the year before that Liverpool ran away with it, and then the two years before that City and Liverpool together ran away with it. So there has been a bit of a golf. If United um, run away with it, let's say, or Chelsea run away with it, what does that say about the Premier League? <laughs> It's competitive. Says money talks. All different, yeah. Teams run away with that. If you win it, you're going to run away with it. Yeah. I'll move us on to a question that's directed for all of you, but specifically for Ash because I'm interested. So obviously, Kane is a player. <laughs> I wanted to ask you. I saw when there were the reports which have since been proven false that Kane refused to, t- to turn up to Tottenham training there was a lot of reaction to it and Carragher I know Jamie Carragher did, did a big um, I think he wrote an article on it he did, did a tweet basically saying like <clears throat> telling Kane you know don't throw your reputation away for the sake of a move and, and it just interested me that he said your reputation for your amongst your fans is more important than any trophy and I was quite interested in that because it got me thinking like what should players aspire for, you know, because obviously the, the whole thing is whenever players move, they're like, I'm, you know, I'm doing this because I want to win stuff or, or whatever. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I just, I, I wanted to know what you guys, what you guys think is, is the thing that the players should aspire to. So, I mean, obviously Gerard is a, is a, is an example. Yeah, I think Gerard's the example. If you, if you, if you ask Steven Gerrard, would he wanted to win a Premier League trophy at Liverpool? I imagine he'd say yes, but if you ask him, you know, you could win this trophy, but it'd be to the detriment of your connection with the fans. I imagine, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that he'd say, no, I'd rather not have the trophy. But do you think, let, let, let's say, mm-hmm. not, the, not the Chelsea move, because that would have destroyed his his relationship with Liverpool. But let's say if he had the chance to, because Gerard obviously didn't win the league and it, it would have been different if he had won it. I think you're right. He would have taken, I, th- I definitely believe in the idea of, you take one Premier League trophy with your with your team ahead of five with with a, another team, but let's say once you know, I, I I part part of me thinks that Gerard regrets not leaving because he didn't win much and he could have won a lot, and I'm sure that he would never admit that, and I'm sure he wouldn't have wanted to go to like somewhere you know like Chelsea or something, but Real Madrid or something like that. I can't I can't. It doesn't. It just feels weird in my head that if Gerard was offered the chance to, in after the Champions League, say in two thousand five, stay at Liverpool and be the player that you know, have the career you had, or go to Real Madrid and win La Liga's Champions Leagues, I'm not convinced he'd stay at Liverpool. But it, it, you know, who knows? Because because you, you've got players. Like, go back and say, don't fall over. Yeah, because yeah. you you got players like so so Sol Campbell was is obviously the famous one that 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 
ruined his reputation and it's still he's still hated and you know mm. even though he's long retired Luis Figo is <laughs> another like he was a hero at Barcelona and then and then now is is hated so so there is a an argument to say that you, you know your reputation is the most important thing because it's sort, sort of stays relevant far longer than trophies do but I I, I mean maybe the 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 for Dave and Josh because you're not well Josh you I suppose you've got a bit of a say in this given that you're a Man City fan but do you, what do you guys think should be the thing that Kane focuses on because I know probably what Ash will say to that but what do, what do you think is it, given the caliber that he of player he is I, th- I don't know I think it's hard because I think I don't think there's um such a thing as loyalty in football anymore I don't think you'll you'll find another Gerard or you know, a player who's completely devoted to their club and will, like Gerard, gladly maybe not win any trophies as it means that he stays at his boyhood club or the club that he loves. I think I think Kane should leave, but how he would do this, but I think he should try and leave with integrity. I think that he should come out and say, I do want to leave um, and be honest, if, he do, if that's what he wants to do. So if he does want to leave, I think he should come out and say, I do want to leave. I love Tottenham, but unfortunately it makes seem that I can't win the trophies that I want to to win here and then sort of go from there I think he should try and just go about with just some as much integrity and respect as possible do you think would ash would would Tottenham fans feel betrayed by Kane if he if he moved to you know Bayern Munich or something I mean depends who you'd ask I mean yeah <laughs> Obviously, worse if you move to a Premier League club, of course. But me, me personally, I would never hate him, unless obviously it went. If it, unless he went to Arsenal or Chelsea, right? I'd never hold that against him. You know what I mean? No, but he's, he's not going to do that because he knows that I really would sully his. How come you? Why is it the? And I, I agreed. Like fair enough. But how come you have that? Because a lot of people wouldn't, I imagine, or quite a few wouldn't. I mean, one thing is that obviously there's more ways. I mean. Sounds a bit cynical and financy, financy, but um, you know, there's there's more ways to help than just being there as a player. You know what I mean? You've you've done well. You've reached the top of top of your game. There, you're now worth 150 million pounds that can be, you know, put back into the club to put in other places. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's one way you can help, and he would be helping. You know, by doing that, he would. Well, by, by also, by I mean, he, he deserves. Yeah. yeah, but he deserves better than where we are. I mean, we're playing in the, the Europa Conference League, for God's sake. I mean, he deserves so much better than that. He's such a better player than that. Yeah. And the, the, the faith he repaired by, you know, not 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 even asking about leaving off, like mm-hmm. even questioning it when we were in the Europa League and he's better than that. He's a million times better than that. Mm-hmm. You know, not even questioning it. It's like, yeah, okay, well, we'll see how it is. If we're not improving, we'll see next season. I think we're not improving, we're getting worse. Yeah. So something really needs to be done. You're not getting the players around him to elevate, because a lot of fans could be like, why why doesn't he just stay and help elevate his but He can only do so much, he's one player. If you have quality players around him, he might. He was was top goal scorer and top sister last season, (laughs) on his own. What more can he do? Yeah. What what more can he do? I mean, what more can he do? He deserves better than that. And if if we're not going to invest and get the players around him to get him playing for Tottenham at the level he deserves to play, he deserves to have the chance to play elsewhere yeah, for the right price. 
it's it's a weird um, mm. thing the way that fans can get emotionally invested in this thing. I was talking to some Aston Villa fans when Grealish moved to City was confirmed. I was really surprised to see that they were really angry about it and really felt, well, I mean, I'm sure not all of them, but like a, a lot of the ones I spoke to were felt genuinely like betrayed and like, how can you do this? Like you were, you know, I think because he's, you know, Villa through and through and but, but I just kind of thought to myself, he's unlike with Harry Kane, you know, the move is so much more of a step up that it, that it kind of feels like, it, you know, completely irresistible. Greedish has done the time, man. He got, he could have left five years ago when you got relegated. He stayed for three years in the championship. Like it feels like, you know, he's not done any kind of weird, weird things to try and, to try and get out. Um, but yeah, I, I, the you know, similarly with, it would be totally understandable for Tottenham fans to be pissed off if Kane went to, um, yeah. went to a rival but I I, 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 sort, I sort of uh, you know agree with you Ash that you know sometimes it is just about kind of being like well you know there's the, the circumstances for him the circumstances aren't perfect for not perfect aren't ideal for him or aren't best for him here so mm. I not necessarily begrudge him a move on a professional basis but it doesn't mean I'm going to feel good about it that, that being said I think staying for an extra year would be about, would be the best course of action for him as well then for another I mean, year. So, Ash, what I'll ask you now is if you, so you're Harry Kane. So I guess you can kind of incorporate your strong feelings for Tottenham because he will have them. Let's just say that there's no domestic move. It's just going to be a foreign move. But next summer, you're 29 and an opportunity to go to PSG or to Bayern or to Real Madrid or something opens up. Do you make the decision to do that and think I'm going to now go and you know win some trophies and have a you know successful career, or do you think no I'm going to I'm going to go the other route I'm going to be Francesco Totti I'm going to be Gerard I'm going to be you know Matt Letizia? <laughs> I I think he'd stay in the Premier League. No, what would you what would you do as? Me, I'd stay in the Premier League. I think I want to beat Shearer's record. So you, so you choose. So you, I mean, because I'm not saying that Tottenham is is resigning yourself to, to winning nothing, but it's 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 not sort of the the same guarantee. And all we beat Colchester three 0 in preseason. It was good. Yeah, because I, I wonder who has a better sort of, you know, I take Totty for example. I mean, Totty's not the best example because he did win a league. Yeah, I'm sure Just he won. Possibly even two, but nevertheless, he was always one of these players that was linked with all that could have moved to could have moved to you know all the all the top, all the big clubs. But I wonder who who kind of looks back on because Ger- Gerard is a bit difficult because he has that kind of Premier League missing from from his thing. So I I always think Gerard does regret not leaving. Um, but with with someone like Totti, who kind of you know he won one league, say I can't remember if that's the exact thing, but you know otherwise just became an absolute god at at, at Roma compare his career to I don't know um, Sandra Del Piero no I was thinking someone who someone who would have moved moved more you know um, Martin Ibrahimovic <laughs> yeah I suppose never yeah well yeah never really sort of defined himself as a as one club you know as a hero absolute hero but has got 
not the Champions League, but got all these all these domestic trophies to to show for it, and it's kind of made his name in lots of places. And Alves, Alves, yeah, I mean, there's lots of players like you know, I mean, or or maybe you know, someone like David Villa, who went to Barcelona. You know, I know he's he wasn't really born. He wasn't. He was at Sausi. Was it Sociedad or somebody before Valencia? Anyway, you take my point. Like, what? Who, I'm just trying to. The whole question was really trying to figure out who. There's no blanket rule, obviously, but which decision is 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 better? Because Carragher certainly thinks that just becoming that kind of godlike figure, even if it means no trophies and no success, is the right thing. I'm not sure I agree with that. Okay, so we'll do some predictions, but we're going to keep them a little bit brief just because, to be honest, unless you're the one making the prediction, kind of boring. So, um, <laughs> champions, who's going to win the league? Chelsea. Unsay. Eggby. Oh, I thought I said City. Oh, sorry, you, you think you might always get drowned out. Yeah, yeah. City to win. And sorry, Asti, who did you say? City. City. Yeah, I'm City as well. Yeah. So, bro, I'm so Chelsea. one City is, 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 <laughs> is not. The least, the least City fan you'll ever meet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Just, just, because, just because of, you know, the way that things kind of wound down last year and yeah I think or because of Chelsea's sort of impending strength I mean it'd be interesting to see I just think that some of the um, the mentality in the dressing room I don't think it's got to be there as much this season Pep's openly admitted that there's you know a percentage of players that don't seem happy that they're playing you know, not playing as regular as I should be, despite being in form. And obviously, it's very high standards and competition. So, if, I mean, that's just the way Pep plays. I think, you know, obviously, that's going to have some kind of knock-on effect and players might eventually think that they're better than the system um, and then want to move on. So, yeah, obviously, the transfer window is still open. I could see a few people leaving, but I think it's uh, Chelsea's to lose, personally. Even if even if he didn't sign Lukaku, I had a strong strong feeling that Havertz would have a very good season, which in turn would then make Werner's season a little bit more clinical. Because uh, his you know his his goal involvement last season, um, Werner still wasn't terrible, but he just obviously for the money that you paid for him, you'd expect him to score more. Given given that Lukaku partnered with Martinez and seemed to really benefit from that, I wonder if he's going to look to do a similar mm, thing with Werner. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That will just be the thing that sparks Werner to like. Yeah, I, a nice I, way to be able to play wing backs on that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I have this behind them as well. Be interesting. Yeah, yeah. My and one that, prediction is, well. is that I, I think City will win. I, I think Chelsea is still still a the striker is definitely a big help, but I'm still not actually sure of who the best team is and. A lot of the players are a bit like, well, a lot of potential, but anyway. But I think that we've got an unbelievable start to the year. I think we've got in our first six games, Liverpool away, Arsenal away, City away, and Tottenham at home. So and, and my prediction is if we come out of that with three wins and a draw or better, so three wins and a draw, four wins, then I'm changing my prediction to Chelsea. Because I think momentum will 
the momentum is almost so much in, in in the race, and I think that leap for, like that, and then we've got a run of about six or seven games that we should win easily. By which point, I think we'll be seven or eight points clear by like November, and I just think that would. I'm not saying I think that will happen, but I'm saying with the asterisks of if we come out of that, you know, winning all of them, then uh, then I think it'll be anyway. Um, so the, the 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 making up of the of the top three will 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 go round. Josh, who's coming after Chelsea in your Oops, list? I've got Liverpool. And so we'll just do all, th- all three of them that are coming after. Yeah. So I got Liverpool, City, and Leicester. In that order. In that order. Okay. Uh, Dave, after City in your list. Um, I've got Chelsea, United, Liverpool. Chelsea, United, Liverpool, and Ash. After City. Chelsea. Tottenham, Liverpool. Ooh, Tottenham third, okay. Yep. I've done a full table. Do I, know I, I just want to say, like, like, I have a really good feeling about Tottenham this season. Their pre-season, I know, you can't read too much into pre-season, but Harry, you always tell me, when a player says they've had a good pre-season, I do. They, that's always tends to be one of their best seasons of their career. And, and surgery is adamant. strong. Pre-season's been amazing. Uh, Lucas Moura has been oh, Lucas Moura has been on fire, bro. I've uh, done a honestly. full table and Spurs are eighth on my full table. Eighth. Yeah. Eighth. Yeah. Arsenal. Arsenal are sixth, Leeds are seventh, Spurs are eight. I feel like Rod just hates Spurs because they're not selling him Harry Kane. Now they're relegated now he said that. <laughs> no, I just I, I, I think Arsenal are gonna string string things together I think Leeds are going to continue to play entertaining football uh, Spurs I just yeah I just think it's got to be a mixed match of the season with Nuno who had Leicester in their top four me Bro. yeah I did as well and I part so my to complete the square I uh, mine was after City it was Chelsea Liverpool Leicester I'm partly putting them in there because of the two of you, I can't remember which two out of the three you think that Leicester are not going to establish themselves as a, as a big team. But I, I think, I think, I think it's me and Megby, isn't it? I think it were. Yeah. It's the two North London yeah, clubs, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, not happen. No, not no, happen. no, they're not, it's still us. It's still us. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, yeah, no, that's that's interesting. No one went for Liverpool as champions, though. That's, I mean, I suppose it's not spending any money. And well, they've not done anything in the transfer market, right? San Canate, that's it. Yeah, no money. Player of the year. We'll start with Mans. We'll start with Josh. Uh, I've gone with Havertz. Player of the year. Yeah, I think he'll be player of the year. I think he's. Big. Yeah, I mean, we saw snippets of it at the end of the season for Germany. He was all right, but I don't know. I just think that this season he's just going to have a blind that either him or potentially Mount, depending if they play enough. Chelsea, Chelsea winning the league in your prediction. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. Mm, okay, Dave. So you had City win the league. I've gone for Jack Grealish. Grealish. I just think the way that he's been playing for Aston Villa, who have obviously done well as a team, and I just have this picture of Pep playing Jack Grealish in this, like either as a number 10 and just giving him just creative freedom and just being able to roam. And I feel that him playing and and De Bruyne, him playing alongside De Bruyne, I think De Bruyne will just create so many chances for him. And I think he'll chip in with goals and assists. 
And obviously, if I say that they win the league, I feel that he'll be a huge factor towards that. Mm. Fair. Ash? I'm going to go with Virgil van Dijk. Again? Ooh. Yeah. So, um, I, think, I think he's going to play the season. I think redemption. Liverpool back from out of four. Yeah. He came fourth. I, I will say the second, third, fourth was not firm at all. No, no. That it was <laughs> that's just so Van, you know. Van Dyke to come back and what just just kind of restabilize Liverpool. Yeah, completely change Liverpool's entire season. Like if, if you take last season, like and the, the inconsistencies they had and the like the fragility at the back, he's gonna come in, he's gonna shore that all up, he's gonna get back to his best, he's gonna get Liverpool firing again, being Liverpool again. I think they'll maybe like progress quite far in the Champions League yeah. because of him. I think. Yeah. Fair. I'm going for Harry Kane. I think he should have won it last year, and I think there's going to be a bit of sentiment towards that. I think people are going to be like, he should have won it last year, and then, but on top of the fact that I think he's also going to have as good a season as he had last time. And lastly, um, so one to watch, just in the sense of it doesn't have to necessarily be a new player. It just someone be like right, keep your eye on them this season because they're going to surprise you or be brilliant it's sort of open-ended we'll go around Leon Bailey Leon Bailey well you had him as your Leon. you wanted to buy you bought him you tried to buy him in your fantasy I really did. transfers for Tottenham so that was yeah. I did and I think what is City getting for like 30 million not uh, Villa Villa going for yeah. like 30 million 30 million yeah that was I, I, think that's, I think that's going to show that it's going to be a massive steal like yeah go on Egbert I'll let you take yeah, it away I completely agree I feel that He's just gone for Bailey as well. Yeah, explosive pace. I think, and it adds another dimension to Aston Villa. I think, obviously, with Jack Grealish, he was very creative, intelligent, but he didn't have blistering pace. I feel that Leon Bailey will completely just exploit, I think, a lot of Premier League defences with his trickery and pace. So, yeah, I think he'd be a very, very good player for them. Hmm. Yeah, I was never blown away. But I, shall, I think he'll stand out of Villa. I'm not sure he's. St- but anyway, yeah. Uh, what a snip for Villa! What an absolute bargain. Million, um, there's five names. There's five names. Um, it's not one on your list, right? No, no, no. Um, there's five on my list. Um, I've got. Pat Sandaka for Leicester. I think Billy Gilmore will do very well with Norwich. Yeah. Uh, I think Fernand Torres will get more of play time as well. City, Harvey Barnes potentially. But I think the one player to definitely look out for uh, would be Brentford's own Ivan Tony. Ivan <laughs> <laughs> I think. Absolutely. I think obviously. Top goal scorer, set you know, equal no signing record for the championship. Uh, I think he, granted, if he stays fit, I think he'll be very, very good to watch. Um, obviously, he takes a lot of penalties, so he'll be getting getting a lot of goals. Um, so he'll be in and about the uh top goal scorer uh, table, but I feel like he'll definitely be a, a good. A good player to watch. An Ollie Watkins esque impact, or better than that? Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say potentially better because he's had better impacts than Ollie Watkins. I mean, Ollie Watkins had a great impact. Took him a couple of seasons to kind of adapt, but Ivan Tony was just out of the blocks. First season at Brentford, boom. Ollie Watkins was Brentford as well. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He was. He's obviously he's at Villa, isn't he? So yeah. is that who they signed to replace Ollie Watkins? Yeah, from Peterborough. 
Oh, they're like bloody Atletico Madrid. You take the take the striker out, they just yeah. find another one. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah, Ivan Tony for me. And I have gone with Brian Hill, Brian Gill. <laughs> Brian Hill. Uh, I mean, look, I I, I, it, I I didn't I didn't know a thing about him until I saw um, the YouTube uh, compilation video. Find him and, and, uh, all the YouTube him. compilation video is fantastic. Oh, I, just, <laughs> I just thought he's been signed under the radar, and not no one's really talking about him. No one's being like, "Wow, Spurs have got a gem," but Spanish fans are. And I just get the impression that he's gonna he's gonna come in, he's not gonna start, and then by like October, he's gonna kind of explode into this really like sort of integral player for Tottenham. Uh, you know, and I'm not I don't necessarily think he'll become one of the best players in the league, but I just think he's yeah, I think he definitely yeah. one to watch. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with you saying Harry Kane will be the best. I agree yeah. with Brian Hill's one to watch, but I just didn't want to make my own mind about Tottenham. Yeah. I was telling to me. Aye. Aye. Lovely. Thank you very much for joining us. You may have noticed, listening to what we were saying, uh, these predictions were done before the start of the season. For example, before the signing of Cristiano Ronaldo, which might go some way to explain why most of us didn't pick Man United in our top fours. Anyway, we've made those predictions, so we're going to have to stick with them. Uh, feel free to give us a follow on Twitter um, and a follow on Instagram. Both handles are at Edge of the Box Pod. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.